Welcome back to Knights of the Draft Table. I am Patrick Pryor, joined here by Joseph Yoon. We are ready to talk another game of co- another week of college football. How are you doing today, Joseph? Uh, pretty good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Been a hectic day, but I am ready to get down into a week of football. We do have some cancellations this week. Uh, notably, we have Wake Forest at Louisville, Alabama at Arkansas. Those two are postponed. Um, Maryland at Michigan, Northwestern at Minnesota. I believe Northwestern was scheduled for a rematch, however. Uh, Kent State at Miami, Ohio, Florida State at Duke. Um, there was a Miami-Wake Forest game that was... Wake Forest is going through a lot of postponements and cancellations. I'm not sure if we're going to see them anytime soon. Uh, Houston at SMU, FIU at Charlotte, Boise State at UNLV, Liberty at Coastal Carolina, and I think oh, Missouri at Mississippi State. I think those are most of the big ones at Ole Miss at LSU. So a lot of cancellations this week. But there's still a still a couple good ones, still a couple of top tier matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are gonna start off this uh, Friday for Louisiana at Apple Appalachian State. Uh, and start us off here. Tell tell us who to look for. Yeah, uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, they're led by uh, Billy Napier, uh, former Alabama assistant. Uh, he's they they are playing very well this year. Uh, given their limited schedule, they he's in line for a bigger program job eventually down the road. And uh, yeah, it's traditionally they haven't been the most powerhouse of programs, but they've been you know they've been hanging around. Absolutely. And you know, of course, App State they've been they've been on the map for like almost two decades now. Yeah. And they're they're having a, they're having a good year so far. Eight and one, yeah. uh, ranked twenty five. So certainly mm. certainly a good year. And App State's led by their quarterback uh, Zach Thomas. Uh, so he's undersized and he's a uh, he's not really a draftable prospect, but no. he can be UDFA, uh, maybe. I think you'd have to get pretty yeah. lucky to get on a team, yeah. but I mean. I mean, they're doing fine with them. They're they're playing well. But yeah, and uh, well. of course, they're of course they're Louisiana Lafayette. They have a uh, their running back is going to the Senior Bowl this year. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's a he's one of the most underrated backs in the class. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for him in in Mobile. Uh, he could be a surprise on there, as there's usually a couple of them every year so yeah they senior bowl's very big for guys like him so we'll see him there anyone really on defense to watch or is this kind of a a limited matchup yeah i think those are the two big big names to watch but uh keep an eye on for uh marcus williams the uh upstate running back but I'm, i'm not sure if he's yeah, he's really on the radar. Uh, they had to replace uh, Darren Ted Evans, their star running back from last year. He was the third-round pick of the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. and who hasn't played much this year, if at all. So, um, you know, App State's uh, gone through a couple coaching changes over the years due to their coaches going to bigger programs, namely uh, Eli Drinkowitz, who's now at Missouri. Yep. So. But App State's always going to be App State, and 
So it's going to be a real good matchup because Louisiana Lafayette's been there and been a couple games this year where it's close. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound sexy, but it's definitely a definitely a good Friday night matchup. It's a, uh, I think it's a, it's a Sun Belt, the Fun Belt matchup. Plus, I hear Boone, uh, Boone, North Carolina is very picturesque this time of year. So, we'll see. We will see. Yeah. So. Uh, that is at 8.30 p.m. on ESPN uh, this Friday. So, good, good start to the week, I think. Uh, who do we have it's, coming out on top here? I think, um, I want to say, I want to say, uh, I want to say Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I'm thinking, not by, not by too much. Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying one score game, probably. Alrighty, so that actually wraps it up for the Friday again. There is a ton of cancellations this week. But we take it to a not-bad Saturday, actually. We start off at noon on ESPN uh, with the number 5 Texas A&M Aggies visiting the Auburn Tigers. Auburn coming off their killer loss in the Iron Pole to Alabama, Uh, Mm 42-13. Bo Nix did not have a good game. Uh, He just was very disappointing. Like, just looked bad, and uh, Auburn really couldn't get anything going anywhere. Um, even Tank Bigsby was stopped, basically. And of course, Alabama is, is Alabama. They just they don't let you breathe. They just kill you. Yep. And I think that I th- believe it deranked Auburn from point two. So, killer loss there. Yeah. It was a yeah. Auburn had no chance. So, yep. I mean, it was only seven nothing in the first quarter, and then it was just basically Mac Jones is like, "Nah, that's not enough. We're gonna, I'm just gonna throw fifty yard bombs all day." So he he killed it out there. However, Auburn was very very sad to uh, yeah. But um, Texas A M is on quite a streak. Uh, they've been winning all over the board ever since uh their win. I think it was. Florida was their uh, like second win, and they haven't lost since. Um, they also lost to Alabama, but Kellen Mond has been been doing well enough to uh, keep them above the water, and they're ranked number five. So he is certainly certainly doing well for them. Yeah, uh, Kellen Mond is a uh, discount Colin Kaepernick, I would say, the college version. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. He's gonna also go into the senior bowl, so as so he's one of one of the five they have committed so far. So it's I think he if he has a, if he does well there that week he might be a day three pick maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely see that. Also, yeah, also, yeah, Texas A&M has a couple guys for next year though. Yeah, they got. I mean, they're definitely not devoid of talent, but uh. They got they got a lot of guys. Um, yeah, they have uh they have their star running back Isaiah Spiller. Yep. So he's he's only a sophomore this year, so he's gonna be really he's gonna be one of the better backs next year, I believe. I agree. But uh, he won't be he won't be RB one, but I think RB three or four maybe. I haven't done and I haven't done a really deep dive on the class yet, but I think he's that high. And of course Hunter Watermeyer, their tight end. He's gonna be really good. He's he's maybe tight end one next year, maybe. 
Wait, um, yeah, I think it's uh, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen. Yeah. So, yeah, A&M has a couple guys. Uh, they had a couple guys opt out, unfortunately, namely Jamon Osborne. That was, I think, it was a month ago, a couple of months ago, where he opted out. He's a he was their star receiver. So. Yeah. yeah, so it'd be really it'd be really cool if he went to the Senior Bowl to prove it, but we'll see if he, we'll see if he goes if he's invited. We'll see. Yeah, I forgot to mention uh, uh KJ Britt for the Tigers is also going to the Senior yeah. Bowl linebacker uh-huh. for them. Uh, and Big Cat Brian, he's probably on the list as well. Their defensive end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Auburn's really young this year, so. Yeah, they yeah. are. They got basically those guys who are draftable on defense, and mm-hmm. everyone else has got to wait a little bit. Wait your turn, man. So I think that's what's gonna happen. But certainly next year is they got quite a few up and comers, but draftable wise, we got Big Cat Brian, we got uh, KJ Britt. Who do we have coming out on top of number five versus now unranked Auburn? Um, I would say I want to say A and M, but yeah. Auburn at Auburn is is uh some tricky shit happens usually. So yeah, they've um, gotten they've gotten lucky the past in a in a couple of games this year due to um referee errors. But I'll I'll just say that, and uh, it's um A and M probably A and M probably gets this by ten or more. Yeah, I was gonna say A and M's gonna get through seven, seven or ten. I just don't think. I don't think Bonix is all that. I don't think many people think Bonix is all that. Um, mm-hmm. But A and M is certainly a good team. I mean, Kellen Mond is having a very good year. So, I'm I'm picking, just like you, Texas A and M. I'm saying about seven, ten ish. Uh, yeah. We uh, have another uh, twelve o'clock game. This is going to be. Oklahoma State at TCU, the Horned Frogs. Uh, this is on ESPN2 at noon. Uh, unfortunately, Oklahoma, I know they're ranked, but I'm trying to think of what rank they are. Um, mm. I know it, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah. Um, why don't you start us off? I'm sorry, I just got to gather my thoughts real quick. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma State's ranked fifteenth currently because they uh, they barely escaped um, they barely escaped last week against Texas Tech, as as is usually the case in the Big Twelve where it came down to pretty much the last kick and uh, so it's it's always back and forth in the conference it's always to the end. Yep. All right. Yeah. And TCU is unfortunately they're kind of rebuilding this year unfortunately. Yeah, they so, are mm-hmm. quite unimpressive, but they're four and four, so not the worst. Yeah. Um, uh, this year's a wash anyway, given the current situation there. So. Yeah, there's not much, not much to do with TCU. Max Duggan is is doing well with, with his his running ability, but at the same time, is uh, just kind of meh in the passing game. I'm not taken aback by anything he does. Uh, TCU has a star safety in uh, Trevon Morrig, so he's a name to watch on the defensive side for sure. Yep. So, yeah, and, uh, he, and 
you know, all the all the guys on TCU's offense is fairly young, so they're all sophomores and freshmen. So you know, it's going to be kind of tough for them this year. So, mm-hmm. so they're they're having a down year. Um, yeah, but Oklahoma State's doing well. Uh, they are coming off big win to Texas Tech, like you said. Um, and uh, Spencer Sanders, I would say Sam, I think. Spencer Sanders is, uh, yeah, he's doing enough, but again, they're powering behind Chuba Hubbard to number 15. Had a very good defense. Um, I know, like, talk about the senior bowl, they got Rodarius Williams, cornerback, and, um, Te- um, Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle. They are both going to the senior bowl. So, again, this, this, this year's senior bowl is very, very loaded. Uh, yeah, and uh, also Chiba Hubbard was missing last week along with our other running back, uh, L.D. Brown. So, you know, it was kind of tough for them last week. So, so they had a back there, their stringer, who went off for like 200 yards. So. Oh, yeah. For, I, think, I completely forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, Tylen Wallace, their star receiver, Bletnikoff candidate, maybe. Uh, he he should have he should have been a first round pick last year had he came out, but this year he's a uh, I don't know if he's still affected by his injury, but he's slowed down a little bit. I but he... I would expect him to go to the Senior Bowl if he's invited. He'd be he'd be a really a uh, fantastic addition to that to the Senior Bowl class of receivers. Yeah, I'd, I'd like him to play this year with somebody other than Spencer Sanders. Um, yeah, just because. You're not going to be able to to show what you're really about with centers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But Tywan Wallace and Chuba Hubbard are putting this offense on their back here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see if Hubbard's healthy, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, Jackson taking, taking some of that load off last week has got to be a real relief, you know. You don't have to put in Hubbard on all the carries. So, yeah. That that should, that should take a take a load off of Chuba, and hopefully make things easier on him. Mm-hmm. So, Oklahoma State again is fifteen versus the very kind of mediocre TCU. Uh, I think we're picking Oklahoma here, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say again by seven. I'm not predicting any blowouts yet, but I mean. Oklahoma State could do it. They could, they could put up a lot of points, but uh, I'm saying by seven. Yeah, that's fair. We, uh, all right. We then head to our third and final noon game: Arkansas <laughs> at Missouri, Razorbacks at um, what should I call it? Tigers, because everyone is named the Tigers in football, so. Uh, this is at noon on the SEC network. Uh, yeah, Arkansas is uh they're struggling this year, but they're very competitive under the new coach Sam Pittman. He's given a couple of teams a scare, so it's uh yeah he he doesn't like it. They're they're on the they're on the right track. So yeah, I mean they yeah. they they held it with with uh. And and everything they're not they're not willing to get blown out of the water. Um, Felipe Franks is is having a good year. Um, 
he's I mean he's having actually a pretty darn good year. I I said that modestly for him, but uh he's definitely having having a start. Um but Missouri is also um I don't really know how to how to describe Missouri. I mean they they're having an interesting it's year. The, the... They're basically in a year zero, year zero situation with Drinkowitz, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And uh, so they have a couple of guys that are going to the Senior Bowl. Uh, Joshua Gillespie, their safety, they're actually their safety duo is actually going there. Gillespie and uh, Bledsoe, Joshua Bledsoe and Tyree Gillespie. So they have some guys on defense. So I don't believe it's the yeah. Bledsoe family though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, they got they got a couple guys, but uh, they're they're coming off tough losses here. Or no, they're not. I'm thinking, uh, wrong team. But uh, they are coming off good wins. Uh, they mm. Vanderbilt. Um, and again, last week Vanderbilt did have the first female kicker in Power Five history. So just wanted to mention that. Hats off to her. Uh, and they came. Missouri did come away with the win, and they're coming on a good game here. But uh, otherwise, like you said, year zero. Uh, not much to do about this year. They're having a, they're four and three, but yeah, there's just really not too much to say. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately for unfortunately for Arkansas, their leading rusher opted out this week, Rakeem Boyd. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's real tough. But, yeah, it's um. He's one of the higher-rated backs, so hopefully he gets drafted maybe day two, maybe early day three. We'll see. It depends on the depth of the class, how they show out in the off-season process. So we'll see. Yeah, he um, there was a lot of opt-outs this week. He was just one of many who. Yeah, you know, as as teams, you know, get get you know um closer to to the end of the season, and they're not playing for much of anything. Yeah, you know, players, yeah, players tend to you know, look elsewhere to look to their pro pro careers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's. Uh, are we picking? Uh, Missouri here. I don't know. It's gonna be really close. I, I, I think, think so I too. Think, I'm thinking uh, three and seven about that. I think uh, I think Missouri since they're at home. Uh. At a Feral Field, I think it's gonna be Missouri by six. Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna go three. Yes. I'm, it should be a good game. Uh, yeah. It could be a little low scoring, but it could be. Could be a very good game. Uh, so, so far, I believe uh, we got. I think we said Appalachian State, or no? Who did we say was winning that one? Louisiana at Appalachian State. Uh, Louisiana. I yeah, pick Louisiana. Yeah, we got Louisiana, A&M, Oklahoma State, and Missouri. We then head very close by to Tennessee, where Florida will be visiting them this week at 3.30 on CBS. Florida is, of course, featuring some of the best college football players out there, and Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, and Kadarius Toney. Um... The two Kyles, Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask, are obviously the biggest name guys we can think of, but Kadarius Tony deserves some respect as well. 
Uh, they're number six ranked in the nation. Tennessee is unranked at two and five, but I mean, Florida, again, I've said this many times, I've hopped so far onto this Kyle Trask hype train that I am riding it until I die. But they are, they're not, they're not uh, they have very good defense as well. Uh, guys like Ventrell Miller, uh, everyone on their team is very good. Ventrell Miller, um, I'm trying to think uh, more names. Jeremiah Moon, their edge rusher, he's mm. been invited to Senior Bowl as well. So, and Sean Davis, their safety, alongside Marco Wilson, the younger brother Quincy Wilson, like we mentioned before in the previous episode. So, Florida's talented on defense. So, yeah. and of course, offensively, they have a uh, Stephen Forsyth who's starting to slip down the boards a little bit due to the other tackles rising up the boards. So he think he's a, I think he could be a day three pick, maybe early fourth round, maybe middle, yeah, early fifth, anywhere somewhere in that range. He won't, he won't last around six. I, I don't believe. No, I don't, I don't think so at all. Um, yeah. And then they actually have, I think, I'd, I'd assume, I can't verify this, but I assume they have the most senior bowl invites, at least on offense. In yeah. Pitts, Tony, and also Trevon Grimes, uh, wide receiver, having a very good year as well. Um, I, uh, I can't Pitts, verify that, but I think so. Pitts hasn't, uh, Pitts hasn't been invited because oh, yeah, he's a junior. So yeah, I'm thinking it's just. I'm thinking Trask, Darius Tony, Trevon Grimes. Yeah, Tony is a. Tony's profiles as a slot receiver at the next level due to his size. Yeah. But he's a, he's very dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's very electric and can make any. And once he makes it, somebody miss, he's pretty much gone. Yeah, I can't stress enough how much I have hopped on the bandwagon for Florida this season. Uh, Tron Grimes, he's 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 a veteran. I'll say he's sat behind a bunch of NFL receivers, namely uh, Sean Je uh, Van Jefferson from last year, who's having a pretty decent rookie season for the Rams. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out Rob Rob. Of Blitzalytics, his Rams. Uh, so, I don't know. Jefferson should get more touches, I believe. But, you know, that's another story <laughs> for another episode. Uh, Grimes is, uh, he's a veteran. He's a reliable, steady voice in that young receiver room. I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. They are. I mean, they're stacked all over. This year, it's going to take a huge hit um, mm -hmm. with <laughs> their foremost, or their three most, uh, productive guys on in receiving. So, Florida fans, get ready for <laughs> get ready for a downtick in production, but not. Don't worry too yeah. much. You're Florida, so. They're really good on offense and defense. Uh, they're Dan Mullen's a damn good coach, I'll say, but it, he's a. So it's gonna be it, it's gonna be really bad for Tennessee in this yeah. one. Tennessee but Tennessee has a couple guys, uh, Ty Chandler, their running back, uh, yeah, Palmer, their receiver. Yeah, they got, they got, they got a couple guys. Um, of course, uh, uh, OG1, Trey Smith, he should be, he should be a first-round pick. Mm. So, offensively, this is a very good matchup to watch, um, like you said, Ty Chandler, Josh Palmer, but... Other than that, it is going. Every, every game we've gone over so far has been very close, and this one yeah. is simply put, going to be a route. Yeah. Of 
unfortunately. The Volunteers, um, I'm just going to go out and say it, 21 points at least, yeah. I think. And that could end up being... It's going to be ugly. Yeah. I'll say 28. Tennessee doesn't have the pieces to keep up with Florida, unfortunately. Nope. So... Florida, Florida wants that playoff spot. That A&M loss is looking real tough for them, but they're going to fight for fight for a spot in the playoffs. So we shall see how that ends up. But are you saying around 21, 3, 4 scores? Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be pretty for them. Not at all. However, we do go to a little bit, I think less of a blowout. Um... We head over Saturday at 3.30 on ABC is Indiana at Wisconsin. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be... No, 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 no. It is going to be a close game. Uh, number 12, Indiana, at number 16, Wisconsin. Um, if I have the right rankings for this yeah. week. Uh, it is at 3.30. So, hmm? Hopefully they don't get canceled. Hopefully. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> nothing is ruled out uh, yeah. nowadays. Uh, prayers, thoughts and prayers to Michael Phoenix Jr., uh, the quarterback for Indiana who tore his ACL on oh, the same yeah. leg, unfortunately, last week, but yeah. hopefully he recovers and plays next year, hopefully. Yep. Yeah, so Indiana's kind of, kind of shorthanded in the quarterback department. Yeah, they and, took a big uh, hit, they're having a good year. Yeah. But, uh, over in Wisconsin, in the, uh, quarterback department is Graham Mertz again, he had that. Super fun game uh, earlier in the season against Illinois, and uh, he has slowed down since. And last week, he didn't do so well against Northwestern. They had a had a tough loss. Uh, just couldn't really get much going there. But yeah, just it just was not fun to uh, to watch, especially if you're mm-hmm. going from the perspective of a uh, Graham Mertz fan, like a lot mm-hmm. of people were a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Wisconsin has a couple of guys, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, the edge rusher, so and uh, Jack Sanborn, the linebacker, and of course their receiving core, Kendrick Pryor, and you know they have run young running backs, they're true freshmen this year, so they're not unfortunately want to draft eligible. But, you know you always you always can count on Wisconsin running the ball over and over and over and being pretty good at it, yeah. and. Uh, and of course, Cole Van Lannan, their star left tackle. I think he could be a day three pick, early day, or maybe late day two. He could sneak into late day, day two, I think, with a good process. But he's a versatile. He's a versatile uh, player. He can play tackle and guard. So and some center as well. So he's teams will love his versatility. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're not. They're not dev- dev- um, devoid of talent at all. So um, yeah, it's, uh... and with and Indiana, uh, you know Michael Penix Jr. is not the only name on there. They got their two receivers uh, who are doing pretty well, Ty Freifogel and Wap Filer. Or I, yeah, I think that's how you say it. Um, so they're having two good years as well. Um, and then of course. Uh, Stevie Scott's doing well in the ground game. Unfortunately, I don't know as much about this Indiana defense as I'd like. Uh, anybody we should be watching on there? Uh, nothing. Nothing really. Uh, nothing that really stands out. But they're they're uh, 
their defense that that's a uh, that's what would you describe as a greater of the sum of its parts than the individual. Fair, I like that. Um, that that's kind of the Patriots defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but prospect wise, as we as we like to go into is uh, not what not what you're gonna get with this defense. Uh, I don't believe there's any senior bowl invites for either of these guys. Um, yet, and of course, there's going to be more senior bowl invites sent out. But uh, mm. otherwise, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, not being able to play is going to be the big story here. Are they, I assume they're starting Tuttle, right? He's projected to start? Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Jack Tuttle, he transferred from uh, oh Utah. Um, he's he's gonna get the start. Uh, Penix won the job this off season, so we'll see how they how they do without him. And again, Scott is definitely going to be a big part in this game as well. But I think more guys are out here to watch on Wisconsin, mm. and I think we can say Wisconsin's gonna win. Is I'm gonna venture that by ten. Yeah, I'd say about 17. I would go that high, but I just don't like Graham Mertz's game last week. Or mm-hmm. any any part of Wisconsin's game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they held they held Northwestern to uh, seven, 17 points, but their defense was just meh. Very, very yeah. meh. Or their offense, my bad. So, we shall see, but both got a Wisconsin coming out on top with unfortunately, or with a win unfortunately against a Michael Penix missing Indiana Hoosiers. We then head over to Iowa, where West Virginia will be visiting Iowa State at another three thirty game. This one is on ESPN. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, we. Um, I don't think no. Oh no, sorry, sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Uh, not. Number nine, Iowa State is hosting the Mountaineers, so this is certainly going to be an interesting matchup. Iowa State is is definitely a team team to play. Uh, doing very well this year. Yeah, of course we can't uh, we can't afford not to mention Brees Hall, one of the other rising running backs up the boards for next year's class. Uh, I think he's he's putting up monster stats every week, so. Of course, we have Brock Purdy, the quarterback. Uh, he's going to be dropping out of my top ten, unfortunately, um, on, on my big board when it releases sometime this winter, due to his inconsistent play and his uh, he's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but you know, Purdy doesn't have the athleticism or the tangible skills that we we like to see in quarterbacks at the next level. So I think he could be, he still get, he'll still be drafted, but I think he'll be a day three pick. Absolutely, I. I... 100% agree. I don't think he's gonna... And, and of course, you know, we want everyone who could succeed in the NFL to succeed, but I just don't think he's he's it for any team, really. He's... Yeah. He's not having good 2020. Yeah, defensively, Iowa State has a uh, has a star, star man on the defensive line. They're Jaquan Bailey. He should be getting a senior bowl invite pretty soon. If not, he hasn't already. So he's 
one of the best underrated edge edge rushers in the class. So we'll see how he ends up. So I think he, I think I have a, I know it's super early, but I think he's a day, early day three pick as for me. Yeah, I I could see him getting around there. Yeah, he he probably he probably won't be there around round six or seven, but you never know. But the this edge class is the class is really deep, again. So we'll see how we'll see how he ends up. Yeah, I think we said this last week. It's it's underrated in a deep way, or it's yeah. deep in an underrated way because we don't have that uh that Chase Young type player. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Brock Purdy is obviously the big name that everyone likes to pay attention to, but this year is just not his year. Uh. And West Virginia, you know, they're competitive. I'll say. Um. Yeah, they they cut. Kept things as close as they could. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if they've lost by a few scores, but uh, they got—I know they got Tony Fields on defense, linebacker. He's a Senior Bowl invite guy. Um, Letty Brown's doing well. I uh, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're yeah. They're uh, keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on Jared Dagey. He's a good college quarterback. I think he's uh, I, he hadn't. I I've been watching him from last year when he was at Bowling Green. So uh, when Bowling Green played Oregon and he played pretty well in that game, so that's that's something to say. So he's been really good for the Mountaineers. So he won't be uh, he won't be he probably won't be drafted at all. Probably he's a junior, so he can probably come back next year. And uh, I think he has I think he has the potential to be Gardner Minshew in that uh, he goes from FCS to FBS and has a pretty good career to finish out. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm here for that. I think he should come back and yeah. get another year under his belt, and I think he'll be uh, he'll be a good good prospect at that point. Yeah. And uh, TJ Simmons, their star receiver, he's a senior this year, so who knows if he wants to come back or wants to uh, keep it moving for his NFL career. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think he's he's probably gonna play. But I can't yeah. speak for anyone. This, uh, of course, this we can. Uh, we can't uh, forget to mention Darius Stills, their defense to tackle. He's a senior, so he should get a, a senior role invite if he hasn't already. Uh, he's really good. He's a he's a kind of on the under undersized size size wise six at a listed six one two eighty five. So he's a little bit undersized for the tackle position. Maybe too big for the. Uh, edge position but you know he's the senior but you know those guys have a those guys have a way to find their find a spot in the league these days so yeah so uh iowa state definitely has some talent but i think or no sorry west virginia definitely has some talent but i think iowa state does have a little bit more and i think he's going to come out come out on top on this one yeah uh, shout out David Connors of Blissalytics, our colleague, who's a big West Virginia fan. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. They also have Scotty. They also have Scotty Young. There's the safety transfer who transferred from Arizona, along with Tony Fields, the second. Who's uh, Fields has an invite to the Senior Bowl, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think West West Virginia definitely has the talent to keep up. Yeah, I th- I think they do. I'm I'm saying at most seven, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if 
West Virginia beats the number nine team. Yeah, it's this is this is really it's going to be a really close contest. Absolutely. I, I, I want to say I want to say Iowa State by by ten. Ten. All right, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, we then head to our later slate of games starting at five thirty. I believe this one was a rescheduled one. Yeah, this is a very, very last-minute schedule game because the uh, BIU was uh, was up. There. They needed somebody to play that was half, halfway decent mm-hmm. because the playoff committee was wasn't very kind to them. So yeah, they were just throwing anything out there, and they caught. And Coastal Carolina. Carolina is Coastal Carolina is 18th in the country, so that's they're not you know they're not little sisters of the poor. So no, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, so it's 13, 19, 13 at 19, uh, 5.30 p.m. At, on ESPNU. And, of course, yeah. Zach Wilson is doing very well right now. Uh, he's continuing to be everyone, everyone's favorite right now. Uh, he's had a, having a great year. Yeah, uh, shout out Rob Contraman, the director of scouting at Blissolytics. He's uh... He's, he says that Zach Wilson is uh, he has him ranked over Fields, being a uh, that's a that's a bridge I'm not willing to cross just yet. <laughs> but Wilson is definitely a contender for the Heisman, and he has a, he has a very strong arm. He can he can throw it downfield pretty good. Probably, oh, uh, we'll see if he sneaks into the first round. We'll see, but I think he goes first round as the final and. As a fifth quarterback, we'll see. But uh, yes, yeah, Wilson's very good. He's developed really well for for in the past year or so. Absolutely. So you know, yeah. Yeah, he had a pretty meh year last year, and he's just exploded this year. Great development. Yeah. And of, of course, he, he's uh, kind of like Joe Burrow in that way. His development. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. And we can't can't forget about Grayson McCall for Coastal Carolina freshman. Redshirt freshman, he's having a great year um, as well. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would say, oh, it's not not like Zach Wilson, but he's, he's having a comparable year. Um, yeah. Obviously not a contender for the Heisman, but he's certainly having a, a great year over mm-hmm. at Coastal Carolina. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, BIU star tight end is continue to, continue to be missing because he opted out and got hurt, unfortunately, at the beginning of the year Matt Bushman he's he was in contention to be tight end three yeah. and this year had he played so was he where he falls I still have him as a top five tight end in the class but you know that's um that's subject to change because of the other tight ends stepping up so, mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see yeah BIU has a receiver Dax Milner the Zach Wilson's favorite target Mm-hmm. And of course, their running back um, can't remember his name. Uh, Tyler Allgaier, he's been hop- popping off the screen every time I watch BIU. He's a he's a, uh, in between the tackle type. He's five eleven to twenty, so he's built for the physical game. And he he has some breakaway speed. I'll say that. So yeah, he's uh, he's he's very yeah. interesting to watch, and I like I like to turn on mm-hmm. BYU. And BYU has some of the best looking uniforms in college football. Yeah. So BYU is a very, very 
they're a very fun team to watch uniforms players and everything this year yeah and of course you know when, when they're at home at uh laville edward stadium they have probably one of the mo- most picturesque picturesque backgrounds ever with the mountains in the mm-hmm. background yeah. yeah i mean i'm like loud every time i see that you know yeah <laughs> uh and Coastal Carolina just had another had a senior bowl guy invited, just accepted. Oh, Cameron uh, Jackson, the edge rusher. So you know, congratulations, Mr. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, and that's big for that. That's big for that program, the Chanticleers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're ranked. They're they're uh, getting senior bowl invites. Very big. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a it's a pretty decent class as of edge rushers that's going to Mobile. So that's pretty that's really good for him. True, true. He has a chance to stand out. So you know, we'll see. Yep. So uh, are we? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. There's there's just a couple teams that I unfortunately yeah. don't know about. Uh, and Coastal Carolina, I do have to admit, is one of them. <laughs> Other than yeah, that, I, I really wish them. I knew more. Yeah, I watched them off and on this year in between games. So I think uh, I think BYU wins this one, but it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, uh, I think BYU. BYU, BYU, BYU's blown them out, blown everybody out by at least 30 every game they've played. So I think this will be closer to maybe BYU 14 by 14. I was going to go 17. Uh, yeah. But that's not to say Coastal Carolina can't keep it much closer than that. Yeah. Plus, it's a it's a it's a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast, so yeah, on very short minute, short notice. Yeah. So don't don't be shocked if if Coastal Carolina yeah. decides to uh come to play, as they say. Yeah. So we then go to the Pac-12. Uh, and of course, we have our Pac-12 expert here. Joseph is uh, Oregon at Cal, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on ESPN. Thanks for that 5:30 game. We got a day full of football, uh, no breaks. Huh? But yeah, Oregon at Cal, yeah. Pac-12 matchup. Uh, number two. And so, if you have uh, if you have multiple screens, use them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oregon is coming off a uh, upset loss. In the Civil War last week, I'm still calling it the Civil War, even though it has no association with the actual conflict. Yeah, so but, you know, far away. Yeah, <laughs> that can uh, nice. we, I don't think we should get too far into it because those are apps. Yeah. Woo, that was. I don't even. Know yeah, those that. those refs were. Uh, it's. I'll just say it's par for the course for the Pac-12. They read that book about how to make everything about me. You know, yeah. I think that's what the rest of the their calls on. This this is a family friendly show, so I won't say any unkind words that'll get bleeped out. So <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, you, you get the message from Oregon out yeah. here. That was, that was a fun game at the end, though, from somebody who doesn't really care about. Uh, the, the finish of it and just likes the good competition so it, it was funny yeah Oregon uh, Oregon's clock management is um it makes Anthony Lynn look like a genius I'll say that <laughs> yeah we'd uh I mean that being said <laughs> we're talking we're we're trash talking Oregon here but it's not looking yeah. good for Cal up against 
Cal has um, has some pieces on defense, but offensively they don't have much really. Yeah, they got. But uh, Scarbers is is either hurt or he's inconsistent, and um, Justin Wilcox is a former Oregon Oregon Duck, so you know he's you know he's going to be amped up to play the Ducks every year. So yeah, um, I mean they got Swanee Dang. Uh, yeah, the linebacker Tony Dang, Cameron Good, uh, Cameron, Cameron Good, Cam Bynum, mm-hmm. the cornerback, and uh, so Cal has the pieces on defense to keep up, but they don't. They have very little depth this year. So, yeah. so Oregon, Oregon has, uh, of course, they're you know rebuilding the offensive line on the line because they lost all five starters, mm-hmm. including OT one Penai Sewell. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, draft order went up about Sewell this week. Yeah, um, I was uh, <laughs> that was an interesting conversation I was made privy of. If you don't, if you don't follow, please follow on Twitter because uh, some people think that Pina Sewell is overrated, and um, I'll say that I'll just say that even though that opinion is the wrong one. Yeah, he's just he's sitting out here being like, all right, I'm the number two pick. Y'all can say what you want. <laughs> Yeah, Teams uh, there's, there's some uh, there's some individuals on draft Twitter that uh should not be should not be part of draft Twitter based on their opinions. But you know that's uh, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> yeah, so you know Oregon, um, Devin Williams, their receiver, he's coming on of late. So he's a former four or five star recruit from USC who transferred to Oregon. So. And Tyler Shuck, he's uh he's very he's young. I'll say that mm-hmm. he's he's not he's developing, but he's not that good, he's not that good yet. Ideally, yeah, he's. I mean, he could he could he's definitely got the development um ability. I think, but yeah. right now he's just doing young quarterback things. Of course, uh, they have the Amador Lenoir, their cornerback, senior cornerback who wears zero. And he's playing like it this year, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have Mikhail Wright, another yuck, a yup and comer, up and comer for a cornerback. He's going to be a good one for next year, so keep an eye out for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan Scott, the defensive tackle, he's a three-four nose tackle type that will occupy the gaps and free up his teammates. So I think he's uh, originally I I had him coming out last year in the past year's draft he would have been the third round pick but this year I think he drops to fourth or fifth round due to lack of tape on him and the production's not there because of uh, the Pac-12's um uh decision to not play until really late in the season so it's um uh, I really do not like that decision that the Pac-12 made but you know it is what it is at this point. So, yeah, it really complicates things for the guys who didn't come out last year. Yeah. Uh, so Micah Pittman's supposed to be back, hopefully soon. So DJ Johnson, uh, DJ Johnson, the tight end, he's been coming on late. Hunter Campmoyer, the other tight end, the senior tight end, he's a believe he's a, believe it or not, he's another defensive end convert from a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I. He's a he's a Mike Allstott. I'll say that he has a very little verticality to his game. All right, yeah, that's a 
And shout out to the younger kids who know who know who Mike Allsaw is. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, that's not a bad company to be in at all. You know, uh, he's a uh, he's more of a blocking type. But so yeah, we will we'll see how that goes. Um, also, if you have a chance to watch this game, watch number seventy four on Oregon's offensive line, Stephen Jones. He's a massive human being. <laughs> he makes uh he makes Peanut Sewell look small. Uh, ooh, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, and uh, I don't I don't know if the cameras will pan to their offensive line coach, uh, Alex Mirabal. He's like five five, one fifty, soaking wet, huge coaching all these huge guys. Oh yeah, I, I love when uh guys like Paul yeah. and Scott stand next to to Carson yeah. Wentz and stuff. So. Yeah. So, so Oregon has some pieces on defense. Uh, they're they're all young, unfortunately, and. You know, they can be run on easily, as we found out uh, last week. Jamar Jefferson broke. Mm-hmm. I think he, was, he became the all-time leading rusher in that series, Yikes. unfortunately. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, – if one thing – if 2020 proves one thing, you can run on the Oregon defense. So, Joe Moorhead, the offensive coordinator, he's he's been very um, – very valuable and a genius play caller compared to the previous offensive coordinator the Ducks had. Um, it my deepest regret for this Ducks team is that Justin Herbert didn't get, get a chance to be with Moorhead. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't have been so wrong on him because I called yeah. Herbert. I had him at like QB five. Wow, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so Oregon can win this by at least ten if they if they're engaged. Yeah, absolutely. I'm saying I'm saying about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think it's a recipe for the most trap game, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think of course it's a it's a Pac-12 after dark, so you <laughs> never know what kind of hijinks they're going to be up to. True. True. So, but yeah, I think Oregon can pull out the victory, and I think they can pull it out pretty handily if, if they just do things right for once uh, mm-hmm. so we then head back over to the east where we have clemson at virginia tech and of course uh i'd still say front runner heisman the candidate trevor warrants uh he missed i think over a month for covid19 and mm-hmm. i would say he has recovered <laughs> he had a great game against Pitt last week as they came back uh from that Notre Dame loss, and uh, yeah, they are they're back, they're right back in it. Number three ranked team, uh, Virginia Tech, four and five. This is seven thirty p.m. on ABC. Uh, yeah, it's a this is just a scrimmage game for Clemson, really. Yep. Until the ACC title game against Notre Dame, who who got in due to some uh, schedule changes that the ACC made, and so they were qualified off the bat. So. Yeah, I mean, this might be hard. This might be easier than practice for yeah. Clemson, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so Virginia Tech has has a guy, has a guy that uh, as a running back, uh, Khalil Harbert. He's a senior, so he's he's eligible for the Senior Bowl, but I'm not sure he's his production warrants the invitation. I'll say that uh, he's uh, he's Roy Countryman's favorite, uh, one of Roy Countryman's running backs. So you know, we'll see. It's. Yeah, it's a question. It's not the. It's not a questionable invite, but it's interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah Virginia that. Tech has a uh, has quarterback issues. They have a 
They have two of them who who switch out off and on, Hendon Hooker and Braxton Burmeister, the Oregon transfer from a couple of years ago. So Burmeister is more the running threat and Hooker is more the passing threat. But, you know, it's it's a weird situation there in Blacksburg. So. Yeah, and passing threat and, is, is a liberal use of the word threat. Yeah. We do have to put that out and there. Just, uh, I had hopes. I had high hopes for Hooker this year. Unfortunately, I, it's I want to take the blame for that one. I'll take the L. Yeah, the hopes have probably significantly yeah. been reduced. Uh, for him. Yeah, Justin Fuentes on the hot seat, and who knows if he'll get another year. Oh. Yeah. So Clemson is gonna blow him out at least by forty. Um, yeah, well, this is this this speaks of a uh, this game is kind of like it's we have we have uh, time slots available, so we'll just put this game in there. No one's gonna watch anyway. That kind of feel. That kind of game. Yeah, I feel like um, <clears throat> they played Clemson pay, played Pitt last week, and Justin Herbert only got two. Or not Justin Herbert. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence only got uh, two touchdowns. Yeah. I'm thinking this is gonna be you know four, five, six touchdown game. So, and my favorite boy Travis Etienne. Etienne. Um, yeah, Clemson's gonna go off. I, I just. Yeah, no other way to phrase it, unfortunately, for all you Hokies fans. But uh, just close your eyes. You guys, the Hokies have one of the best interests interests in football. I'll say that. Yeah. So just interplan, man. Just turn it, turn off the game after that, and then wake up on Monday <laughs> and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> then you're all set. Yeah. Um. So then we head on after that blowout to 8 p.m. on CBS is. Alabama, the number one team in the nation, against the former number one team in the nation last year, the LSU Tigers, who of course are suffering without Mr. Joe Burrow, um, the Heisman winner last year. He left, and they're now three and four, and Alabama is just using everyone else as just stomping. I don't think they've had a game come within uh, two, three scores yet. Uh. We start off with, I mean, I guess you kind of got half start off with Mac Jones. He's just having a great year, um, mm-hmm. and everyone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much all the all the big names that we all know by now. Um, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, mm-hmm. Mitch Junior, Alex Le- Leatherwood, Landon Dix- Dickerson, uh, Deontay Brown on the offensive line. Dickerson and Brown are the are, are senior bowl invites. Brown is really underrated, I believe. So there's that. And of course, Christian Barmore, their defensive tackle, he's gonna be a round one pick when it's all said and done. Obviously, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Bama has guys every year. <laughs> it's Bama being Bama. I mean, yeah. Um, over for LSU, they got. Yeah. They got a couple guys. Uh, they got Terrace Marshall, wide receiver. Who opted out? Uh, okay, yeah. So he he just opted yeah. out this week. Yep. So that's probably the biggest loss they could take after <laughs> Burrow. <laughs> um, and so yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It it's not gonna be competitive as no. we as last year's version. <laughs> yeah. Of the game. It's it's gonna be. Ugh, this is gonna be ugly for LSU fans. Last yeah, game was another nice, game, but... yeah. 
Last year's game was really fun, but yeah. this year's game, uh, not so much. Yeah, last year was fun to watch. Uh, Burrow versus Tua. Mm-hmm. And, um... This is a rescheduled game from earlier in the year, and um, so they moved it. Nick Saban should be back on the sidelines for Alabama. So Yes, so obviously thoughts and prayers to him. Um, yeah. And Jerome Cox, rather, uh, for a linebacker for LSU, he's a senior bowl invite. Oh, so that's, yeah. Bright spot, bright spot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really not, not much to talk about. Uh, LSU has a couple of guys, uh, Kerry Vincent, who's opted out, unfortunately. Yeah, they got Ray, Ray uh, McMath in the senior bowl as well. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it's it's not looking. The odds aren't good for Ed Orgeron. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, go Tigers, but uh. Yeah. Alabama by thirty-five, I think. Yeah. It's gonna be gonna be ugly. Yeah. Hopefully they hopefully they bounce back. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. It's gonna be uh. <laughs> I don't know. Alabama by. Uh, it's it's a rivalry game, but you know I think Alabama is gonna win comfortably by twenty-one. I think they're going to let off the gas a little bit uh, at the end. And, uh, you know, Alabama has has a couple of guys in the secondary. Daniel Wright, their safety. Uh, so, and, of course, Patrick Sertain, the second. Mm-hmm. I watched CB1. With him a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, it's just yeah. gorgeous. That's what works. Yeah. Uh, CB1, uh, you can throw away the marker and – Forget about it. He's CB1 locked down, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's always going to be people trying to debate if there's a consensus number yeah. one. I'm oh, sorry, just no. Just get some help. Just accept it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Alabama by 35 is what I'm saying. You're going a little bit more conservative, but I think Nick Saban is, is coming off uh, a week where he did have COVID 19. If he's back, he's going to say, hey, you know what? I'm back. Let's go blow him out. Yeah, he's he's not one to settle. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. So hopefully, then, be, hmm? yeah, yeah. Then hopefully it's a competitive game for at least a half. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. We then go to a little bit more of an interesting game, I think. Uh, we go to Miami at Duke. Uh, I think this was rescheduled. I think Duke originally had their game canceled. Yeah, it was yeah they Florida were Florida State at, they at Duke were, uh, postponed. Yeah, Duke, Duke, Duke was supposed to play Florida State this week, but Florida State had some COVID issues, a lot of COVID issues, so they had to cancel. They it came out on Sunday, really late Sunday night, so Miami was last minute uh, fill in. So yeah, and it's, I said this was gonna be a better game, but then I realized yeah. that Duke is yeah. also two and seven. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a. Uh, Duke is um. They have guys. I'll say that they have uh they have Victor Jijumike, the edge rusher, along with Chris Rump the second, another edge rusher, mm. a couple of guys that are on the radar as day three picks, early day two. Um, I think I think Jijumike should go higher than Rump. I think he's a day two pick. Of course, Rump is a uh, he's the son of a NFL assistant coach, so he, you know he has fundamentals there. But I like DJ Mickey more as a prospect. So yeah, um, I I think I, uh, 
I'm not gonna bother to say it, but I think uh, Rumpf is the uh, gonna yeah. be the latter pick of the two. Yeah. Uh, of course, Miami has a couple of edge guys themselves. Uh, of course, Gregory Rousseau. He opted out very early on, mm-hmm. so he's he's a uh, he's he was he hasn't been there all year. So I think he's a he's a discount off-brand version of uh, Dion Jordan. Okay. And, uh, uh, of course, Quincy Roche, the Temple transfer, he's going to be at the Senior Bowl. He's been really good this year, as expected. But he, he his Virginia, don't, uh, don't turn on the Virginia Tech game if you like, uh, Roche. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, of course, uh, Jalen Phillips, former number one recruit from a couple of years ago, he's still there. And, uh, Al Blades, the cornerback from, uh, from South Florida, of course, uh, the Blades name in uh, Miami is a uh, is kind of what the Manning name is for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, uh, Brevin Jordan, the tight end, if he's healthy, he should be he should be good. He's one of the top four tight ends in the class. He's a junior. Yeah. So loaded game, mostly on one side here. Yeah. Uh, prediction wise, uh, I'm not gonna go as far to say 35, but uh, I'm thinking. What What are you thinking out here? I've been giving them a lot of them first. I think Miami by 17. All right, I was I was gonna go about 20 to 24 anywhere <laughs> between that. So. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just it's like, if you're a Duke fan, just close your eyes and wake up Monday, man. I'm sorry. Or watch basketball. True. You can always watch basketball. Basketball's back. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we started out with some really good games early on, and then we just kind of started getting to uh, what's going to end up being absolute blowouts. Um, we do have more games, though. Uh, we head over to Baylor. That was 8 p.m. on the ACC network. I didn't mention that. We then head over to Baylor at Oklahoma, 8 p.m. on Fox. Uh, number 11, Oklahoma, hosting the Bears. Uh... And Sean Rattler, um, or Spencer, that's what, that's what I keep calling him, um, yeah, Spencer, uh, Rattler is having a very good year, very good start to the year, um, yeah, he had a rough start, but, you know, he's developed, yeah. very, very good middle of the year, I should yeah. say, uh, Oklahoma is coming off a big win against Oklahoma State, and we'll see how Baylor, 2-5, and five, with uh, just not a great year so far. Uh, I'd say year zero for Dave Aranda in that mm-hmm. program. Yeah, they uh, they need a full reset. I mean, Charlie Brewer is all right, but he's just not doing much. Uh, and and he's he's not like performing badly, but he's also not performing goodly. Um, yeah, so. uh, Denzel Mims was the offense last year, as we found out. Yeah, they are very much lacking in the anything category, unfortunately. And have they, they have a guy. They have a guy. Uh, William Bradley King. He's going to take a senior role there, edge rusher. Okay. So, a little bit, little bit of a saving grace. Yeah. But uh, of course, you know, Dave Aranda is probably one of the best defensive minds of football. But you know, it's it's a it's a rebuilding year. Yeah, you for got them. talent. Yeah. Of course, Baylor has uh, 
has a new state a new new stadium. It's a beautiful place if you've seen it. I don't yeah, believe... right next to the right next to the Brazos River. I don't believe I've seen it, unfortunately, but Oh yeah, that mm -hmm. one. Okay. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. I just looked it up. That one is nice. Yeah. Um But unfortunately to go along with that stadium is uh just kind of a, a mediocre team. However, on Oklahoma, obviously Spencer Rattler is not the only guy out there. Uh, Marvin Mims is uh, having a good year. He's a uh, freshman uh, wide receiver. I think he's a true freshman, actually. Um, he's probably one of the best freshman receivers in country. Yeah. So he's going yeah. to be a name in three, four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Ramondre Stevenson, their senior running back, he's leading the way there. He should be a day two, day three pick, maybe. Uh, we'll see how he tests out at the combine mm -hmm. and during the process. And uh, and Jadon Hazelwood, he's the next next dude at receiver for Oklahoma. Uh, Theo Howard, the UCLA transfer. So he hasn't been doing much this year. Of course, it's a brand new system for him. So we'll see. In uh, Charleston Rambo, uh, the CD Lamb clone. Yeah, they got. I mean, they they don't have um, all these draftable guys, but they definitely have mm -hmm. uh, a lot of pieces that are just fitting together perfectly right now. Uh, Creed Humphreys, so he should be in contention for the Remington Award. Hopefully, he's he's also he's a junior, so. He's a redshirt junior, mm -hmm. so we'll see if he has a degree. He can. He's eligible for the senior bowl, actually. If you have a degree. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We shall see with him again. Can't stress enough how good the senior bowl is this year. Yeah, and Ronnie Perkins, a decent the edge rusher, is a junior. So Oklahoma, as usual, you know, has has guys. Yeah, I mean they're. Uh, defensively, they're nothing. Uh, defensively, they they're not really. Um, as usual, they're not really um. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rattler is just keeping them yeah. in play, along with Pledger and Mims and everyone. So, yeah, I forgot Mims was a true freshman, but he's definitely going to be going to be one of your favorite names coming up next few years. Um. And we did start out with a lot of good games, and then suddenly, I think it started all with pretty much Clemson is just, uh, or maybe even uh, Oregon has just been blowout after blowout, and this really isn't going to change things uh, by Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. And UCLA, Arizona State's playing, hopefully. Or... Yeah. Is it uh, that's after 1030, dark? 10.30, Fox Sports 1. Yeah. Uh, UCLA has... Probably one of my favorite running backs in the class, Demetrik Felton. He's a former receiver slash turn running back, so he's he has receiver skills. So he's developing as a running back. He he sat behind Joshua Kelly for the past couple of years, but now the Kellys of the Chargers. It's Felton's turn, and uh, he's really good. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, Devil O, their edge rusher uh, slash interior lineman. He's gonna be at the senior bowl, so Yeah, what what a In Arizona State, uh they have uh Jaden Daniels or freshman the sophomore this year actually. Uh Frank Darby, the receiver, he just got a step to the senior bowl tonight. Oh really? Yeah. 
Yeah, and Merlin Robinson, their linebacker, uh, he's a junior this year, the former five-star recruit. He's uh, He's been off and on the past couple of years, but he needs to turn it on as a junior if he wants to get drafted. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, Jack Jones, their cornerback, got dismissed from the team in the last week or so, unfortunately, for unspecified team violations. But So he's no longer there, and Chase Lucas is still there. He's probably one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the country. Yeah, he's yeah. just doesn't get that attention, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a good pack after dark game to watch until like 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Ain't got nothing yeah. better to do at 4 in the morning other than a pack 12 game, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, Sunday, they have a couple games on Sunday, actually. Oh, really? I guess yeah. there must be postponements. Yeah, Washington State at USC, 7.30, so if you're not in love with the Sunday night matchup on NFL, so you can watch that. Uh, are you going to be <laughs> Are you gonna be in love with uh, NFL or anything at USC, I think? <laughs> uh, the Sunday night game uh, is... Um... Oh, wait, isn't it like... Oh, my God. I don't even know what it is. Oh, Broncos Chiefs. Okay, yeah, USC is yeah, probably but... going to be better. Than yeah. Patrick Mahomes laying waste to the city of Denver. Yeah, that's going to be... Um, home for Chiefs. But... Yeah. yeah but... A couple of other games that are on the radar. Uh, Saturday-wise, you know, Boston College at Virginia. 3.30 mm-hmm. on ESPN3. One of the probably Fox Sports South affiliates somewhere. Um, you can probably go online or channel surf a little bit to find that game. Uh, Boston College has a couple of guys. Virginia has a couple of guys. So uh, if uh, if you're watching Virginia, watch for Tony Poyon, the tight end. He's a senior bowl invite. So yeah. yeah. If you want to see a blowout, tune in uh, at what time was it? I think it was two two thirty on NBC. Uh, Syracuse is going to oh, it might be record breaking bad against Notre Dame. Uh, and of course, Syracuse last week uh, had that fun set of plays on fourth down where they spiked the ball. <laughs> oh my god, that was just—I uh, mean, they're one of the worst teams in the nation, man. Yeah. Um, Penn State at Rutgers yeah. is going to be—I don't know how to put it. That's going to be mm-hmm. interesting. It's, it's going to be competitive for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, I mean, other than. The usual Notre Dame prospects of guys like Kyron William, uh, Williams, neither of those games are going to be too prospect-filled. Uh, Iowa and Illinois at 3.30 should be a good one. Uh, mm. Classic Big Ten slobber knocker. Yeah. Uh, if you're an Illinois fan, watch for uh, watch for uh, Brandon Peters. He's, he's healthy, I think. Um, the news hasn't come out yet if he's healthy or not, but uh, the quarterback, he's... Um, He's not draftable, but he's a guy. He's a name. <laughs> and, of course, the Matorbebe brothers, the Josh and uh, Daniel, I believe. Josh has got to – He's a, I think he's a candidate for the Senior Bowl if they look in this direction. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Houston at SMU got postponed, unfortunately. Um yeah, there's a there's a good amount of matchups despite the uh despite the amount of uh postponements. Mm-hmm. There, I mean there's there's some good rescheduling. 
going on with these yeah. teams like BYU funding Coastal Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina, Kentucky is going to be a battle of the opt-outs. Unfortunately, uh, Kentucky has just lost their star cornerback, uh, Kelvin Joseph. Unfortunately, so he yeah. can't. Uh, he's not going to be going against Chai Smith. Um, so, and yeah, so it's going to be. Yeah, Kentucky's Kentucky's been decently competitive this year, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, interesting. Um, and I guess I might pull out watch for whatever reason, but uh, what, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, it was uh Vanderbilt who I think is like oh and eight or something is gonna go up against <laughs> Georgia, um. So it's gonna be a blowout at four p.m. on SEC Network, um. I don't know why I'm on blowout watch, but I said I was on blowout watch. Um, and we've already talked about Texas A&M and Auburn, so we'll see. We will see, but again, good week of games. Um, as for the NFL, there is uh, a uh, interesting week. Again, we're just coming off a Wednesday game. It's weird to think that there's no football tonight, but there was last night, and it's Thursday. Yeah. So. Um, and the... The NFL really screwed up that situation. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Or, I, I, I completely this agree. Is a, this is a... Uh, we want to be a family-friendly show, so we're trying to cut down on the uh, bad words. Yeah, but I completely agree that... Uh, they... Um, I mean, I, I never wanted Pittsburgh... To, I never want Pittsburgh to win, but I believe they deserve to win that. Um, and uh, yeah. I do have to say, this week, I'm a little concerned. As a Patriots fan, I... I want the Jets to go 0-16, but I don't trust the Raiders to beat the Jets. No. <laughs> I don't trust them to do it. They're so hot and cold that they just... They got blown out by the Falcons last up, week. They keep up with the Chiefs and lose to the craptastic Falcons. Yeah. Um, the Browns are facing the Titans. Um, I don't know. I wanted to pick Browns, but I'm also scared the Titans are coming off a big win and could just murder the Browns who have had some questionable wins. So. And Baker Mayfield, he keeps on missing guys in the red zone. Yeah, that's it. Even though they're freaking wide open. And, uh, of course, they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they're so. one of the more interesting dudes. And Miles Garrett. Come, uh, so, if he's, I think he's off the COVID list, I think. Yeah, he got taken off today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think it's a good matchup. Yeah. Yeah, the Titans are missing their left tackle. They're they're on their third left tackle this season. So, hey, as a Patriots fan, I know them tackle struggles, man. So yeah, I'm right here with you. Yeah, um, it's not going to be good uh, for the Titans if they don't protect. Hey, you you're always concerned about the Titans, but they managed to to keep it in there for you. And <laughs> they're they're the type of team to beat all the good teams that they just somehow lose. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Patriots beat the Ravens and Niners, or beat the Ravens and uh, whoever, or Cardinals, and then lost to the yeah. Broncos and Texans. So we have, a, we have a Tuesday game actually next week. Oh yeah, Dallas and Baltimore. Yeah, I'm honestly rooting for yeah. Dallas because it is all Baltimore's fault that we had a game yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, Rams at Cardinals. I'm very excited for that one because I believe. I'm going to say it. I, it's cost me saying it before this season. Uh, 
the Super Bowl goes through the West, not the South. I'm not afraid to say it, but I am willing to take that back next week, depending on how things go. Uh, yeah, In- interesting NFL week. If the Patriots don't beat the Chargers, I'm giving up on everything and saying uh, trade it for Trevor. <laughs> I mean, if you, if, you, if the Patriots can't beat that genius Anthony Lynn, I mean, y'all just need to forfeit the season. I mean, we lost to the freaking uh, 49ers. We got blown out by the 49ers, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> they decided to beat the Cardinals. I just don't get this team. You know, it's always, oh, they're played down to the level of their opponent. Well, how about you just play above the level of the, op- of the opponent all the time? Mm-hmm. So... You know, the NFL is going to be there somehow struggling, making their way through the COVID thing. And somehow, hopefully, they don't, they don't go to week 18, hopefully. Yeah. And everyone stays safe and healthy as much as possible. And Yep, that goes out to everyone out there. Yeah. Stay healthy. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, vaccines will be coming soon. So. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, the NBA is starting soon. Mm-hmm. I know it's weird uh, that just last month, last month, uh, the Lakers won the title just last month, it uh, seems like. So. Yeah, but uh, hey, we got a big trade yesterday with James Harden. Not James yeah. Harden, Russell Westbrook for John Wall and a first rounder. So, But uh, yeah. Celt- Celtics winning it all this year, and otherwise I tell myself. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, lots of sports coming up. Yeah. Um, get- getting real down into the grind of it. I'm excited for my article this weekend to take a look into playoff scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've been writing my playoff implications articles something like week six or seven, and now I can finally get into some clinching scenarios. I'm very excited about that. Yep, and uh, I'll be coming out with my senior bowl tracker next early next week. Um, mm-hmm. I've been I've been trying to get it written, but you know, all these names can add a last minute, and so I had to constantly adjust my rankings. So hopefully, I'll have that out next week, so everyone can watch out for that. Yeah, it was. It's a uh, so. Yeah, Senior Bowl is gonna be great this year. I think. Yeah. Um. I can't say for sure that everyone's gonna get a lot of playing time, but practice is what matters. Mhm. So I think that wraps it up for us. Uh, uh. What are your social media following and all that? I am at Prior Graphics on Twitter. You can follow me for, uh, <laughs> Patriots takes during the game. <laughs> that are basically just screaming at Cam Newton and declaring my love for Damian Harris. And, you know, I've got mm-hmm. a couple scouting things here and there. Yeah. Uh, mine is tuned to Zero Blitz. I'm part of Draft Twitter who loves arguments about meaningless things. Yeah. So. As it's uh, yeah. every football Twitter, but Draft Twitter really goes at it. I mean, yeah. It's, um, it's a certain subsection of NFL Twitter that's um, – they're most vocal also. Yeah, just just search QB4 and yeah. you got wars going on out there, so. Yeah, so it's gotten to the point where peanut stool is being argued about as a college freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Grafford is a crazy place, so. Yeah. And, of course, everyone's invited. It's a fun place, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I believe that wraps it up for us. This has been Knights of the Draft Table. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Everyone stay safe in these times and we will see you next week. Yeah.